Hey everybody, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yes, the hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. I have a beautiful and wonderful guest for you today. A dear friend, an amazing witch, writer, psychic medium, and paranormal investigator, Melissa St. Hilaire. But before I bring on a Melissa... Where's Patty? Yep. I gotta look it up so I can tell you. If you are watching or listening to this in the week we first drop, which is the week of May 15th, 2023. Yes, the this whole year is flying by. Um, hope you had a great Mother's Day or have a great Mother's Day. Is that coming up? It was yesterday. I hope you had a great Mother's Day or if you, your mother's passed on or you're not a mother, celebrate earth because i think she's our best mother we have to take care of um so anyway this week if you are here i am in town that is exactly where i am tuesday at my university magicus or magicu.org i'm going to be teaching a house and space clearing class time of year to do it spring cleaning but it's how to energetically clear your house i don't care about your dusting we got to dust the spirits and negativity and stuckness out so i'm teaching that tuesday very affordable go to magicu.org or universitymagicus.com um and then i am home i am home 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 but wednesday what are you doing wednesday you are watching the witches movie coven with me and heather green and jason Mankey and courtney buckley and richard leal lillard as we witches talk about witches in movies we have a good time it seems to get a little wilder every week but we need your input because it is live on Facebook and YouTube and all sorts of places. So you guys chime in with these movies that you like or don't like and agree or disagree with us and give them your wands up or your wands down. So that is Wednesday. And then I'm actually home for a week or so. My next gig, if you're anywhere near the area, is one of my favorites. I'm going to be at Miracles of Joy in Louisville or Dallas area, Texas. It's like three or four days of just magic doing workshops, seances, private sessions. Um, it's fun and intimate and small and one of my favorite metaphysical shops anywhere. So go to miraclesofjoy.org to check that out if you are or want to be in the Dallas area. It's really fun. And then that next weekend, I will be in Ventura, California at a fabulously haunted old theater with gangsters and theatricals and all sorts of things at Pacific Coast Paracon, produced by my dear friend and paranormal uh, investigator and really magical guy, Stefan Brigatti. So head out to Ventura and let's do some magic there. Other great people are coming out. And then again, I'm home for a little while. And then I think the next fest is Hexfest in New Orleans with Christian Day and all sorts of fabulous witchy people. Um, I just got back filming with Zach and the boys, so I can't talk about it yet, but no, it was a heck of an adventure, both getting to it and while we were there. So I can't wait. That'll be in the new, uh, the new season of Ghost Adventure. So yes, there is a new season for everybody who keeps asking me and putting online. Of course, there's a new season and there's going to be a really big announcement, but I can't tell. It's probably actually been made by now if if it's the 15th or it'll be made really soon. But it's a really exciting thing for Zach and the guys and for Ghost Adventures. But I'm not going to tell you. You just have to tune in. Other than that, that's where I am right here with you. <gasps> but did you buy your panties yet? What? Have you gone to mystery control yet? What? 
bought your witch's movie coven blankets and t-shirts and mugs watch your witch pro and of course patty's power panties we are launching them now everybody who's bought them says they work and i've known that for years whether you need intuition panties love passion protection safety it's all in your underwear change your underwear change your life what mysterycontrol.com and just for my launch if you put in the code patty p-a-t-t-i you get 25 percent off so again one of the least expensive things in your entire wardrobe your panties or underwear we have them for boys girls gender fluid high tops low tops thongs bikinis every style for everybody every color every attribute and everyone comes with a spell so check out mysterycontrol.com put in the code patty and then buy an extra pair because you'll save money that way um anyway that's it that's patty and uh see you there hi everybody guess what time it is Yes, it is time for kisses. It is time for the Willow Report. As always, she's opening the session with a beautiful yawn because I just did wake her up off the couch. I think she's waiting for her puppy play date to come. So she's resting until the big day. Um, but I'm back because I've been traveling a lot lately and I miss my little girl. Actually, that, and I've talked about this before, is one of the reasons for my Willow Report is so I can watch Willow when I'm in these remote places all over the country and all over the world. And then I still miss her. So now I'm just starting to have FaceTime with Willow. So, so long as there's internet, which there always isn't, but if there is internet, it's I have to call home, call my hubby Carrie and go, okay, we need to FaceTime the Willow. I'm having Willow with draws and she's always excited to see me and I'm excited to see her. So if you're lucky enough, to be home a lot with your babies, hug them and love them <sighs> and appreciate their big yawns. But pretty much that's it. I'm just home. I'm going to be hugging on her a lot um, because I'm home for a week or two and uh, wake up, wake up. Playdate's almost here. That was almost a yawn. She caught it. Getting ready to rehearse, getting ready to rehearse. Hope you saw the canine magazine with her in it. She's working on her career, my little girl. Anyway, that's all I got. That's the Willow Report. Isn't she pretty? Hi, everybody. Okay, this week's magic lesson, basic candle spells and candle workings. Because in my experience, candles are one of the easiest and most effective ways to do a spell because you've got all the elements there, almost all the elements. You've got the earth element, you've got fire, you've got air. You're putting your water, your breath into a candle. So let's talk about candle magic. As you know, everything is intent. So figure out what you're going to do. Use colors that you know for magic or chakra colors. Like white's good for anything. White is good, it's purity, it's lightness. Black is not negative like a lot of people think. Black clears a lot of things. Reds for passion, pinks for love, greens for money or healing, purples for spirituality. Easy to look up and if not looking up, use what they mean to you. And you can get lots of candles with multiple colors within it. This is a nice one already created from my friends at House of Intuition. It's a road opener candle. It's already got like magic and crystals and intent in it. 
Um, so I highly recommend a nice thing that's created like this, especially if you're beginning, get something that's got this. This opens roads, but you still have to put your magic and intent. And if you don't have that, you could just regular candles. These are just as powerful. Now, a regular candle like this, I like to carve my candles. So get a toothpick or an ice pick or actually a ballpoint pen is works really great. It messes up the pen a little, but you can clean it off. You're going to write words or sigils or symbols. I like to sign mine too with my initials. This is my spell. Now say you're working a glass spell and you can't carve it. Sharpie, good old Sharpie on the outside. Again, words or sigils or symbols of what you want. So the first thing, spell creation, working dispatch, or mind, body, spirit, and the psychology of it. Think about it. Okay, I'm going to do, say, a money spell or a love spell. So, okay, love spell. We're going to do it on Friday because that's the day of Venus. I'm going to do a pink candle, perhaps, because that means pink to me, and it kind of classically means love. So you get all your things ready. Maybe you're going to put some rose petals around it because that's very loving. Maybe if you work with oils, a little love oil or rose oil or any other kind of dragon's blood increases things. Or if you don't have any oil, even a drop of olive oil is pretty darn magical. So you want to chant it and create it. You want to write your stuff and put your intent that you're clearing. What I get a candle really, really charged and I do want to use oils, or you could sprinkle some herbs in it, or you could sit it on a little thing of herb, like have a little plate and put some little herbs and things if you're working with whatever and set the candle right on it. Either kind of candle. Um, another thing I really like to do, and dowsing rods are great for this, but don't do you is make a little hole in the top of the candle. It's like you're making a little well, pushing it down. And then I might pour a little oil into that if I'm using oil and it's just like you've just entrenched it. And another thing I like to do before I do that is charge the wick. If you are using an oil, I like to stroke the wick like three times, like you're stroking a genie's bottle. It's like you're putting your love, you're putting your intent, you're putting your money, stroke it with the oil, stroke it with the oil, stroke it with the oil. And did that feel a little intimate? A little, it is. And that's what we want. We want your passion into every spell you make because passion is what fuels it. Doubt is what kills it. So whether it's a health for your puppy or your kid or your grandma or your mom, put your passion into it. And then I like to really charge a spell. So if I'm working it, it's got its words on it. It's got whatever it's doing on it. And I want you to oh, see about that's happening. I like to rock and shake and move. You can draw them and chant money here, money now, money come to me, money here, money now, money. Can't you see? Make it work. Feel it. Feel it. Come up with a simple chant or a word or a ma chant and then what did I do? Spit into it? Yes, I did. You don't have to have a lot of saliva, but remember your breath, your air is your life force. That moisture in your breath or spit is your free will. So now your candle is really ready. So set your space, whether you've set it a sacred space or you're on an altar space, whatever you want to do, light the candle and know and believe that that magic will work. Set it on your altar, set it on a table, set it in your bathroom. A lot of people don't like candles burning when they're not home. I have lots of friends that set them in the shower, you know, behind the closed door. That's okay. It still works. I like setting them out where you can see them. And if you still have problems with, you just cannot leave a candle burning. You have kids, you have cats, you have whatever. 
You can snuff it out, but don't blow it out. Um, a magical candle, a spell casting candle, unless you're doing a birthday candle or something that you really want to close it up, you don't want to blow it out. You can snuff it out. You can lick your fingers and impress everybody when you go like that. Use an old fashioned candle snuffer. Or if it's this kind, you, you take away the oxygen, put a little plate over it and the candle goes out. That shows the candle is still working and it also leaves the wick hungry when you relight it. So a lot of candles, I will purposely do that. I will light it for maybe five minutes in the morning while I'm thinking about my spell and maybe five minutes at night and do it for an entire week. You could do a candle like my weight loss candle you can do for an entire month, an entire moon cycle. You light it and then you put it out. You snuff it or put it out safely. And that candle, because sometimes you need a spell so you change your mindset and you do it for the 28 days or the 27 days to do it. So lots of ways to do it. Write, carve, put your thoughts or intents into it. Use color, use herbs, use oils. But most important is your intent and your passion. So go do some candle magic. It's inexpensive, it's easy, and it's powerful. I have some really fun and beautiful and magical magic for you today. Let me introduce you to writer, witch, psychic medium, paranormal investigator, and I am proud to say friend, Melissa St. Hilaire. Hey, Melissa, thank you so much. Hey, Patty, thank you so much for having me on. So I, happy to be here. <laughs> hey, I mean, you're one of my favorite people have been for several, several years now. We've Thanks. done things together, seances together, hung together. Just recently, we just did Mentryville together. We did an event, this haunted place out in Santa Clarita. Very beautiful. Um, so you've been do, practicing this. I looked at your video. So you've been kind of seeing the other side since you were a kid, interested yes. in the craft since you were a little kid. So tell people a little bit your story of how you turned into you. <laughs> well, wow. Let's see. <laughs> well, you know, I was really little. I was about three years old and I saw my grandfather. He had just passed away. And that was my first sort of realization that I could see people who were dead. It was really also my first realization of what death even was. I don't think I really understood that before then. And just my whole life, I've always gotten this sense of otherness, you know, like, and I grew up in Massachusetts and that's, you know, <laughs> if you've been to Massachusetts, <laughs> right, it's one of the most haunted places on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, especially around Salem and everything. And, you know, everywhere I would travel, I would feel things, I would sense things, but I never called myself a psychic or a medium or anything because to me, you know, that was Sylvia Brown. That was, you know, there were like, you know, the people on TV and it was, I, I, I couldn't even fathom being one of those people, you know, I, I just thought, I just liked the idea of it and I felt things, but it, it wasn't until several years ago when a friend of mine was doing my hair who just, she just did my hair recently too. It's fabulous, <laughs> by the way. I have hair envy right now. It's so, <laughs> it's so fluffy. But uh, she was doing my hair and we were just chatting about occult things. You know, that's what I, that's what I love. That's what I like to talk about. And all of a sudden I saw a man standing behind her and she was talking about her, her sister. I think it was her sister. Anyway, I described this man who's behind her and she's like, you know, that's, that's someone who passed away, who was very close to me. 
you're a medium. Do you not realize this? And I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then of course, you know, I, I started to uh, look more into it. I started to read about it and I would read these books that had checklists like, you know, uh, do you dream about the future before it happens? You know, can you talk to animals? Like all these things. And they would say, you know, in the, I'd be like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And at the end, I'd be like, well, if you checked yes to all of these, then you're a psychic medium. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess maybe it's time to like do something with this. And then, of course, you were there for my first few seances that I hosted. And, you know, that was really the the big push for me to take this seriously and to really like call myself a medium was that good and you did beautifully again I watched you I watched you you had the gift and you just allowed it to open up which was beautiful it's so much fun you know and I and it's it's interesting too because you know I feel like seances, they get such a bad rap sometimes, you know, like, you know, sometimes people think they're evil or, or whatever. And to me, they're, you learn so much about yourself. You learn so much about the spirits on the other side. You learn so much about the people in the room with you. It's such a bonding experience, I think. Yeah, no, I think it is the sweetest, most beautiful. I've been doing them since I was seven or eight. And I always tell people, it's like, and and sadly Hollywood where we both work has done that to just like made everything evil which is evil but (laughs) if if you've ever seen me doing a seance on television or on YouTube it won't be like that we're going to talk to your grandma not the serial killer whose house we're at exactly loving things so it's and and the dead have lots to say so um yes and we need more people like you so thank you for stepping into this gift that you had so what about the craft wise? How did the witchy side come in? Well, the witchy side, you know, I was always intrigued by it. You know, when I was a kid, we would go on these like field trips to Salem. And I was always sort of fascinated by, you know, what were witches, you know, and were the women and the people in Salem, you know, were they actually witches? You know, all of that stuff fascinated me. So I kind of started really, really young. And also the land that I grew up on, it just had a witchy vibe to it. You know, my grandma would often talk about how there were fairies in the moss and like spirits down in the woods. And so I was just, you know, constantly surrounded by, by that energy, you know? And so I think I was 12 when I got my first tarot deck and mm-hmm. a little book on like how to be a witch, you know? <laughs> and I just immediately started to do like, you know, candle spells and just, you know, just little things, but it still took me a long time to actually call myself a witch. Even like in college, I was doing spells for my friends. I'd have friends come up to me like, oh, can you do a love spell for me? And I'd be like, sure, no problem. And I still didn't call myself a witch, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it was probably not until, um, I started to hang out with some of the people at the green man store and I started to take classes there And I realized like, oh, these people are like me. This is my tribe, you know, I'm I'm allowed to give myself this moniker. I can say I'm a witch. It's not just something to uh, hope to be. It's something that I can claim for myself. But I think I've always been one. (laughs) Right. I think you have to, it's in the blood. I think there's witch blood. I think there's, again, gifted from young age, aware of nature from a young age, 
it's in the blood. Um, and the Green Man, for anybody who knows, it's a beautiful, beautiful occult store, witchcraft store in North Hollywood, California. I studied there for years and 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 years. I love them more than anything, Griffin and Carrie and Jill and everybody. Um, I have not been there much lately, but I haven't been anywhere much lately <laughs> except on a plane. Right. Um, but you do work there now, right? People can come get readings from you. and I do, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I offer... Uh, intuitive readings and mediumship readings and the way that I sort of differentiate those is an intuitive reading is just like you know someone who needs a little insight maybe into their love life or career or just you know help with anything honestly you know even someone to just talk to whereas mediumship that's when I really pull out the big guns and I call in my guides and I try to connect with whoever the person wants to speak to you know and usually I can get whoever they want and a plethora of other <laughs> spirits. Right. You never know what's going to happen in a mediumship reading. Like, yeah. exactly. Aliens will pop in there, animals, anything, anything will show up. And, um, and I also offer a spell crafting, which is probably one of my favorite things that I do for people because, and it's funny too, because like now I rarely ever do spells for myself anymore. I'm just doing them for other people, but I get so much joy out of doing that. And my favorite thing is like, you know, a week to a month or however long it takes for the spell to work is everyone is different. Yeah. I love getting that follow-up text message. Like I just closed on the house or, you know, I just landed that job. And it's like, you know, that's just my, I don't know. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, no, I love that too. I love, I, I love spell casting. I love it, love it, love it. And when you hear and people, they did it. And I'm just like you. I think that sadly... A, a thing of the trade when you do something so much you don't do it for yourself just like mediumship i do mediumship every day a mediumship when's the last time you talked to your own mother on the other side i can't remember it's like a oh, mom i'm here I don't, i'm busy i'll get yeah so. right exactly it's so funny too because sometimes my spirits will flick my lights and i'm like oh right i'm sorry i I haven't been paying enough attention here. Let me go get your favorite snack or, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like a little, a little drink and I'll, I'll toast to you and like set something up. And, uh, but it's true. We do, we do kind of, I think, and after a while, not on purpose, but accidentally kind of forget our own spirits, but they are all around us all the time helping, you yeah. know, all the time. So I we appreciate you, even if we <laughs> forget to say it sometimes. Exactly. So, um, again, I know you, like myself, are also into paranormal. Now, being a witch is one thing. Being a psychic medium is another thing. A paranormal is a whole other world. So how, how did that come from? Oh, well, you know, I have to be honest. Ghost hunting was my first, my first love, you know. Ever since I was, like, knee-high to a grasshopper, I would read stories about ghosts, about haunted places. I have always been obsessed with this, probably because I was a latent medium, you know. <laughs> But it was something that I always wanted to do, but it, I don't know, it's like I, the timing never aligned itself. And then I was in this weird situation where, um, you remember when the, when the pandemic first started and everyone was like, okay, we can't go anywhere and we're all just going to live online 24 yeah. seven and that, cl that clubhouse app was created. Yeah. And this, uh, director Darren Bowsman he had a, a sort of a paranormal chat that he was doing on there and he was looking for a medium uh, like an expert medium to have on his panel and so I was like yeah okay I'll do that sounds like fun you know we didn't have anything else to do right <laughs> and from that 
you know, I would just, we, I would sit and listen to people's stories and I would try to read them as a medium, like, oh, that sounds legit or that doesn't sound legit, you know, because, and they were throwing a little, some curveballs at me. And so there were times when I was like, that's not a ghost. That's like a made up story or that's a person who did that, you know? And one of the people who came onto that was Susan Slaughter. And yeah, so you know who she is. I know her. (laughs) Yes, I love her. She was awesome. And she was like, you know, hey, do you want to come out and do this paranormal investigation with us and like be our medium for a day? And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yes. Now, mind you, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I kind of thought that I was just going to be like, one of the team members like in the background you know with right. the gadgets doing the things or whatever i show up and she and they're like okay we're gonna go live in five minutes and you're gonna be on the camera and we're just gonna follow you and it's your show and i'm like <laughs> i understand so right. completely right trial by fire absolutely yeah. but it was it was great it went really really well i had so much fun just you know vibing out the place and they had a really nice setup where um they had someone off site to verify anything I picked up on so I wasn't reading the people in the room I was actually picking up on the spirits and so there were these like little moments where I got instantly validated and it was just like yes you know um but prior to that you know I had gone on like you know ghost tours and go you know things like that I had actively gone to locations I thought were haunted but not with any sort of just with a I want to see what it feels like but not with a the purpose to get evidence you know to record things so this was my first time and it was this was for the dark zone network and that was my first time experiencing an active real true paranormal investigation and now I'm addicted and I want to do it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is addicting. And I I just think of what how cool that you have somebody at some form of base camp to verify that because I I I never do. I you know, I live doing this too and that's like, okay, I see somebody here and did it and you don't right. know until later and you just roll with it. Later yeah, you get it. Um and and uh, and I do a lot of the stuff I do, they won't tell you if you're right at all even if yes there's a girl in blue right here and yes there's always a girl they won't tell you it's like ah, so I love that I want that person <laughs> it was awesome it was it was it was so because I was so nervous beforehand you know it, which is I think totally yeah. normal I'm always you nervous know? yeah right because I, I go in and I'll have this moment of like what if my gifts just suddenly fail me entirely and I get nothing you know and, I say and that every time do you okay every time what if I get crickets you know it's like yeah that makes me feel so much better because I was just like oh my god what's wrong with me no but every time every time and then but then when stuff starts happening it's like you kind of I felt for me I felt like something clicked over and then I was just in the flow you know the cameras disappeared the lights disappeared the other people disappeared and I was just completely hyper focused on any change in energy that I could feel and I had this one brilliant moment where it was at the LAPD museum. And if you haven't been to that location, Patty, you have to go. I want to go. I've heard so much about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You would lose your mind in there in a good way. <laughs> it's so full of spirits. And because, you know, it's a 
museum. So they've got like all kinds of evidence from all kinds of things that happened there, like the Sharon Tate murders and um, Marilyn Monroe. There's so much there wow. that you can feel that just it bombards you. And I had this one amazing moment where I was down this little long, weird hallway and I heard very clearly someone say, get out. And then I described that to it and, and they were able to instantly verify and they checked in and someone who had worked there had experienced the exact same thing. But there was one thing that happened there that they didn't verify right away. And it didn't get verified until much later when um, Ghost Adventures went to that same location. We were sitting around a table in the basement and I kept getting a woman who was sad, like, like I mean, really sad, like beyond sad. I get that her name started with an M, but I was like, I didn't know if it was Mary or Margaret or what it was exactly. I just knew there was an M in sound in there. And I had gotten something about like a gun being taken, um, possibly some kind of a suicide or something like that that happened there, but, I, but we couldn't verify it. And, and they tried, they couldn't find anything. All this time goes by, Ghost Adventures does a show there and we had a ghost hunt like around the viewing of that episode. And when he got to that part about that he was able to verify, he tracked, Zach was able to track the information down and got that there was a woman named Margaret there who had done that, you know? Wow. And everybody, in, everyone in that space who had been on that ghost hunt with me before turned around and looked at me like, <laughs> So it's just, it's such a, an amazing feeling, whether it happens instantly or much later, it's such a great feeling to have that validation. Yeah, you know? it is. I, I'd love that too. You get that validation. The his, history validation comes in. And I also like, I like technical validation because with all the new fancy equipment that they have, you know, I, for years could have been say, you know, the ghost is crossing their arms back and forth. It looks really weird you believe me or you don't believe me, but now there's a person with a tech person with a SLS camera in the other room and the ghost is going like this. We can't see. And I just like, ah, that same validation. Yes. That's what I, yes. Exactly. Oh. And, and it's funny because I feel like early on with ghost hunting, there wasn't a lot of crossover between mm -hmm. there were like the gadget guys and then there was psychic medium. And there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of crossover between the two. And then somewhere along the way, somebody got the grand idea of let's not just have the gadgets let's have the psychic mediums too and then that created a whole new interesting dynamic that you could have with this with you know with each other and i've noticed the same thing like we um some friends and i have a small paranormal group that we we've sort of put like cobbled together and um we went to the Glen Tavern Inn, which is another really highly haunted <laughs> location. Glendale, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it was really it was really fantastic to have like I would ask you know, someone or myself or someone else would ask a question, and I had the dousing rods and I would get an answer anyway. But then my dousing rods would show me a similar answer, and then someone would have like the the gadget, the yes no gadget. And we'd get, you know, confirmation. So it's a yes on my dousing rods, a yes on the gadget. And then we had another medium who was working, Natasha, she was working a pendulum. And then, you know, she, so we'd have like three different things all giving us the same answers. And it was nice to have that blend of 
tech and analog, I guess. Yeah, no, I love it. That's again, that's where science and spirituality is crashing together. That's where everything. I love that. And what and and it's true across the board. Paranormal groups are now normally where they didn't before having the, the psychic medium. And what I'm also now discovering and um is having a witch as or a psychic medium who's a witch. I just filmed with my friend Rob Thompson, who's the they have a show or a team called the Ghost Finders. And they have this beautiful witch on their team. She opens it up ritualistically doing what you or I would do. I, I just worked with them and we did it. And it was like, yes, this is that next level of what it needs. So you're coming in with respect and understanding of the occult. We can help call in those spirits versus just see who would hear. So so it's it's just moving in our direction all the way. It is. And, you know, and I, and I noticed that too, that same blend help, if you have to help a spirit, because that's the other thing is sometimes you go to a location and there's a spirit who is in agony for some reason. And, you know, we had that happen in the, at the Glen Tavern Inn where we ended up crossing a spirit. Now, of course, <laughs> that doesn't suddenly <laughs> make the place no longer haunted. No, because they would hate that if you, places who want to be haunted never clear all their ghosts. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. But <laughs> so, you know, there's a little, there's like a tricky fine line there and, you know, where it's like, okay, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to use the witchcraft to help this one spirit, but we're not going to, you know, completely like negate yeah. the entire space, you know? All right. That's exactly how I do it too. That's great. Um, so yeah, I honestly, I've been to the Glen Tavern. I have never investigated it. So that's what oh I got. Yeah, you have to. Yes. I highly recommend it. Um, it's, it's, it's such like, especially the third floor, there's a couple of rooms on the third floor that just have a, an extra amount of energy. And, you know, we, we got some phenomenal, um, EVP on there and we had this whole like experience which I'm eventually, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting that, I'm sort of editing that um, material, that footage right now, because I'm, I'm creating a little web series. Nice. Yeah, it's um, for a, a dead air full spectrum. And it's called Secrets of the Craft. And I'm going to be asking you to be on it too at some point. I love it, yes. <laughs> but it's this um, web series where, and initially the idea was, just to interview my friends who practice witchcraft because you know I feel like there's there's so much that people have like a stigma about witches and witchcraft and I get weird messages I'm sure you do too I get some weird messages online I get some weird comments you know people asking me you know do we sacrifice babies and like they sacrifice them eat them yes right yeah and i'm like well first of all i'm you know vegetarian so no <laughs> <laughs> but you know my idea was i wanted to have a show where i would sit down and have a proper interview and talk to my friends that are witches and just have them share you know little bits about their life to show that we're just normal people we're just like everybody else we're your neighbors we're you know your shopkeepers we're you know in line behind you at starbucks you know and 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 then like i have another part of the show where each witch kind of shows 
some secret of their craft. You know, it, maybe it's a spell that they really love or a ritual or a type of divination, what have you, anything, you know? Beautiful. And um, and so I'm going to be putting together one of the episodes is going to be about the Glen Tavern Inn. And, you know, originally it was just going to be the interviews, but then somewhere along the, the, somewhere along the idea came along to like pick interesting locations as well. And um, that's actually how I ended up finding you for Mentryville because I was shooting an episode there and it was supposed to just be the interview. My, the person I'm interviewing chose the location just because he thought it was cool. And we show up there and I'm like, this place is haunted. <laughs> like there's something going on. And, you know, halfway during the interview, we hear footsteps like coming from inside the house. It was locked. There was nobody in there. Um, and I remember after that, just thinking to myself, like, I really, really need to do a ghost hunt and or a seance in this location because it is just ripe for it. Fast forward a couple of days later, I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see that you have a seance and a ghost hunt there. And I was like, okay, you know, there's some witchiness asking you shall receive. <laughs> exactly. Asking you shall receive. Yes. I love, I'm working with Linda, the ghost hunter. Now um, we're, we're planning a whole bunch of other things because she is great. She's the tech girl. She is the tech, everything tech though. She's really intuitive too, but, but that's it. Yeah. She has great. She has some great toys out there. Yeah, yeah. The best toys out there. Yeah. So we we met, you know, doing it together with our overnight guys. So she is great, and it was so good to have you there. And you guys did a lot. You guys brought the stuff. You guys. Yeah, we got, yeah. How was your experience at Mentryville? It was amazing. You know, I, I had told them all, they were like, well, we don't want to intrude upon, you know, Patty's <laughs> thing too much. And I'm like, oh, she won't mind. Just bring I your know. I invited it. I said, talk. There's other mediums here. Do yeah. go. It was awesome. You know, we, we picked up an EVP and I, st I still have to get a copy of it, but where we heard the original owner of that mansion spoke and said his name Wow. And yeah, and then, you know, there was, you know, some other, some strange stuff there too. There was some like weird, you know, less than pleasant energy as yes, well, yeah. you know, um, so we kind of had to, you know, work on sort of keeping that at bay so we could talk to the good energy, but that is such an amazing location. It is so perfect for both a ghost hunt and a seance. I love it so much. And we got a lot of footage. <laughs> Good. Yay. Use it. That is awesome. Yay. Um, yeah, we were actually supposed to go back, but we had a scheduling conflict. We were going to go back like next week or maybe like, like Mother's Day, but we had to postpone it. Oh, bummer. Just scheduling, 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 scheduling. Yeah. Well, you know, Mercury retrograde just coming yeah. in here to blow up everything. Just blow up everything. <laughs> ah. As I mentioned before, before we started recording, I was supposed to be on the Queen Mary 2 going to England right now. And Mercury Retrograde came in and blew that trip up. So so tell me about that. I can't even imagine doing it. Where would you have let, where will it, are you going to do it? It just gets postponed, hopefully. Yeah, it just gets postponed. We, we leave out of New York City and we land in Southampton. And the idea is to do a little ghost tour around that part of England and of course, I'm going to check out Stonehenge because, you know, <laughs> of course. you have to. And we've been looking for other places that 
Um, I, there's a couple, I forget the exact names of the locations right now, but I think it's in Bath or something. And there's a few different places that have ghost hunts. So we're just going to like, whatever we can, you know, check out and whatever I can film, I'm going to film and, That's you know. great. So how, how long is the trip across the pond from New York to? Seven days. Yeah. Seven days. I was... <laughs> I was originally thinking I would use that time to edit my show because I'd be like, well, I'm a captive, <laughs> you know. Well, you have internet, or you don't need internet to edit if you have it not all. To, yeah, not to edit because there is internet, but from what I understand, it's expensive and not very good. So it, I just, because I just did a little five day cruise and, and it's, it's, you're at sea. It's hard. It's hard. But yeah. You, whether, whether it's with people or not, I, I did a seance. I did a little Caribbean cruise. It was a paranormal thing. Nice. And it is weird doing a seance, lifting the veil when you are on at the deep ocean. There's no ground to ground you. Right. Yeah. So do it, whether it's just you or whatever you gather people to do it, do it because it's going to be, it's going to feel different and very cool. I was thinking I should, because, you know, I, I, I told my, because my, my family is going on the trip as well. And oh, I told cool. them, I was like, I was like, I want to do a seance or a ghost hunt on the Queen Mary too. And they're like, it was built in 2004. There aren't any ghosts. And I was like, you, ghosts are everywhere. <laughs> ghosts are everywhere. You're, and if, especially if you're traveling across the ocean, it's, you might be picking up ghosts that are, have nothing to do with the Queen Mary too, but some ancient pirate shit or, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. And water is, as you know, so conductive for yeah. spirit activity. Yeah, it's a total conduit, and and people people always die on those kind of trips. They they don't talk about it. Every hotel has extra deaths because number one, older people travel, and number two, sometimes people go there commit suicide, and it's just you know they don't advertise it, but it's true everywhere, and they don't have to have died there, and they're gonna come take a cruise. Why not? Exactly, because yeah, everyone who's it's just like like what two thousand people I think go on the Queen Mary too. So each one of those people brings their own spirits with them. So you know what are we outnumbered? Probably ten to one. <laughs> and that's the thing about cool and and why paranormal. One reason I think paranormal people are starting to like us because again we do know how to lift the veil. We do know how to invite you know ethically and properly invite in spirits, where exactly. others don't. So it's true. And, and, this, and, and there's something ethical, I feel like is the key word there because, you know, I've, I've been in some circles when I, early when I first started and I was sort of going out and just, you know, trying a little of everything and different, different psychic circles or mediumship circles or whatever, you know, they're not always set properly. No. <laughs> Never used to be ever set properly or, or dealt with properly. So that's why all this is good bringing in people like you, like me, like, yeah. So totally. um, anyway, do you have any, what do you have anything coming up that people can know about or anything like that, that you could talk about or where can people find you? Please give me everything. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I, so I don't have any dates yet, but at some point towards the end of the year, I'm going to bring back my popular mediumship for witches class. That's it's, it's out of the green man store. It's a blend of, you know, teaching people how to properly open space, how to protect themselves and connect with spirit, but then how to also use their craft in that realm. And what I find is that your witchcraft practice 
gets stronger when you incorporate mediumship and likewise your mediumship gets stronger when you incorporate witchcraft yep um so that's part of it and uh i don't know exactly when that's going to be but sometime in the fall i'm hoping i get to talk to green man about dates so that will be coming up and you can find me on line at americanwitch13.com and instagram facebook twitter and tumblr though i rarely use the tumblr account <laughs> but they're all american witch 13 and that's such a good number that's my number too so there you go <laughs> so you guys you're gonna love her like i do one of my favorite people so magical so powerful so gifted so like her follower do all those wonderful things so thank you melissa thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour Thank you, Patty. <laughs>